0: and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey it's time to get fearless baby fearlessly fertile let's do this welcome to the fearlessly fertile podcast episode 231 endo pcos a one to two percent chance how claire beat them all hey loves i'm super excited to be here with you this week Because we have yet another miracle mama who is going to be sharing her truth, her testimony about how she beat the odds. And I love these episodes, not only because they are a wonderful and welcome break, probably for you, hearing me yell at you lovingly, of course, but these episodes keep you with a constant, steady diet of counter-narrative, okay? Because most of the narrative that you're going to hear out there is going to be like, oh, you know, I mean, the ship has sailed and you should have had kids when you're 25. You know, I mean, and so much shame and negativity, fear mongering and doubt implantation about what's possible for you. And the fearlessly fertile community is on a roll here. Because if you look at the past few episodes over the past couple months, we have heard consistently from women facing single digit odds. And it's important for you to have that steady diet of counter-narrative because most of the time when you even start Googling, and I strongly encourage you stop that shit, but if you start doing any kind of search on fertility, the first things that always pop up are these dire, miserable, just absolutely you should probably give up kind of statistics and stories and harrowing tales of woe that having this kind of steady diet of the kind of content that we put out here at fearlessly fertile it's necessary okay it's absolutely necessary for your resilience so if you are in a place where you really need to hear a fucking comeback you really need to hear a from the trenches testimony of an actual human being beating the odds on this journey doing it on her terms, really following her heart, then don't just stop at listening to this episode. Go and binge 15, okay? Go back over the 230 prior episodes of this podcast, whether it's interviews with my ladies, interviews with leading globally recognized experts, or a few episodes of me barking at you, okay? And I strongly recommend listen to the faith the three-part series on faith, and then go listen to the three-part series on fucking lack and scarcity, because you've got to have faith on this journey, and you can't be in a place of lack and scarcity, okay? You've got to think beyond lack and scarcity, all right? And, and you're going to hear Claire touch on some of those ideas in our conversation here, because Claire was facing endometriosis, PCOS. She met her partner at 41, which is quote-unquote late, And she had kind of been gaslit by previous physicians. She had all these symptoms. You know, nobody was really taking this seriously. And at some point, she had to take control and authority on her journey. So I can't wait for you to hear what she has to share, because she is going to be really getting into it about how she overcame all this negativity. And at the time that she was really positioning herself to succeed, She was already 44, okay? She's 45 today at the time of this recording. But, you know, with all of those things stacked against her, it would have been really easy for her to give up. And this woman, I just, like all my miracle mamas, I think when you start listening to what Claire has to share, you're going to understand why I love these women so much and why it is such an honor for me to be by the side of so many women from all over the world that are literally crushing it on this journey, taking more and more authority, really allowing themselves to stop buying into the small stories that other people tell about them. So buckle up, baby. And here's the deal. If you're excited about what Claire and I are talking about in this conversation, get your application in to be part of the fearlessly fertile method. Like what the hell are you waiting for? Every single woman that you have heard on this podcast would tell you that if they turn things around, so can you. So the choice is yours. Time to get off the fence. Are you serious about having this baby? Because if you are, it's time to get fearless. You can click the link in the show notes to submit your application or go to www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for an interview there. Here is my conversation with the amazing, brilliant, miracle mama, Claire. I am so excited to be with you this morning and it looks like you're in the nursery. I am, yeah. Oh. So you're in the nursery wearing Guns and Roses. This is yep. going to be an amazing conversation. Well, so love, let's just start the way I always start. You know, we're just going to go straight into this conversation. Why don't you share how you found yourself
1: on this journey and we'll go we'll start there. Okay. Okay. So I came to this journey maybe a little bit later I didn't meet my partner yeah 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 I didn't meet my partner till I was uh 41 and kind of children maybe weren't particularly on the radar before then you know I was busy with my career building my business and kind of thought you know if it happens great if it doesn't that's kind of okay too so yeah I guess sounds a little bit cliched but you you meet the right person and it it kind of changes everything so I guess after about 18 months together I was like yeah this is definitely definitely what I want um so we decided we'd we'd kind of just you know give it a go and and see what see what kind of happened and I think coming into I should just go maybe back a step I'd had always had kind of a, a history I had a very strong suspicion that I had PCOS I had a sort of history of Kind of very sort of long cycles, and um, they would be incredibly painful. So there was a suspicion of endo as well, but I'd never been able to get any answers. They'd it always kind of been dismissed. I'd had various investigations, it was just kind of made to feel that I was kind of almost like making it up. It's like I couldn't deal with the pain, and you know, and my symptoms weren't maybe as bad as I was kind of making out. So I guess I kind of came into it with those kind of doubts in the back of my mind that you know actually, can my body even do this? Because I think there might be something going on. Um, my partner needed to have a perceptomy reversal. So we were kind of coming out of COVID. So we had to wait a few months before that could be done. So being kind of type A kind of person, what I decided I would do is use that time kind of wisely. I'm going to research everything. I'm going to find everything out, you know, everything to kind of maximize my chances. And as I started looking into things, I have to say, by this stage I was I was 43. I didn't feel 43, whatever 43 should feel like. I didn't feel old. I was fit, I was healthy. You know, I had a fairly active lifestyle. Didn't think that I was I was too old at all. So yeah, as I started to look into things and you start to research things on the internet, it was so negative. I couldn't find any positive stories at all. All it was was about how difficult it was going to be or you know As you've spoken about, you know what the statistics are. That you know you've got such a low chance, and I knew quite a lot of ladies who'd got pregnant in their forties. In fact, several of them had had two children in the forties, so I knew it was possible. But you kind of just go down this rabbit hole of just all this negative information coming at you. I also kind of made the mistake of going onto one of these forums, and that was just an absolute disaster. Yeah. So, and even if you found a positive story it was still kind of like there was still this all this negative sort of attached to it you know that you know how difficult it would be and you're going to have all these complications so by this stage i think before we'd even actually got to the point to start to try i was already kind of thinking well i don't think this is going to work so it it wasn't a great place to to be starting out anyway so we did we did start trying and nothing happened And the months went by and nothing happened and nothing happened. And it's a real kind of downward spiral. You know, I felt really kind of low. I felt my body was letting me down. And I think probably at the lowest point, I just felt like I'd completely failed as a woman. You know, I just, my body just couldn't do what it was supposed to do. And yeah, I think I'd kind of pretty much hit bottom with it. And of course you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, I haven't got any time, time's running out, you know, I've left it too late, we beat ourselves up with why didn't I start sooner? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? So yeah, I I was, I was kind of not definitely not in a good place. And I can remember just sitting there thinking, you know, something, something's got to change. And that needs to be me. And it, it was just sort of like, I had this moment where I thought, well, what child wants to come to, a mother who feels like this about themselves, you know, this isn't a happy environment to come to. And like you talk about kind of divine timing, I came across your book on Facebook, it kind of popped up. So I thought, okay, let's, let's give this a go. We kind of, you know, tried everything else, you know, taking all the supplements, you know, changed your diet, you've done all of this other stuff, and nothing's working. So I downloaded your ebook, and I think I pretty much read it all in one go. And I was just like there was a sense of relief somebody understood what I was going through because I think it's you know until I came across you and your program I didn't know anybody else that was going through this I didn't couldn't talk to anybody about it it just feels a very kind of lonely journey so I was like at last somebody that that really understands it so I started to work through the ebook and I think I got through the first couple of chapters and I'm like now i need to do this properly i need to sign up to your program and do this properly you know this is so important it's not just something i can do like you say diy at home i need to i, I need need to go straight to you so i think at that point that was that was when i contacted you
0: and the rest is history
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you know it's really interesting you know, when I think back to your story, Claire, I mean, I I remember our first conversation and and just with what you were sharing now, what a massive departure, right? What a massive departure from being 41, meeting the love of your life, like really being excited about what's to come. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start to get scared that it's none of it's going to happen. Like there's this you know, here you go from this high of like, okay, I I found this amazing life partner, and we're gonna have a baby, and I don't feel old. To it's too late, it's gonna be hard. What are you crazy? I mean, that would drive anybody mad. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, and I think that the other reason that I kind of contacted you, obviously we, we 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 tried for several months, nothing had happened, so we got in touch with a fertility clinic. That seemed the next logical step. So we spoke to them and they kind of ran some tests and things and it was like yes you've got PCRS and you've probably got endo as well and they we, we I can remember having the discussion with the consultant and again it, they were kind of quite negative about it or you know it's going to be really difficult and I can remember her very clearly saying your chances of success are between 1 and 2% and <laughs> that was pretty shocking at the time i knew the percentage, the the stats weren't going to be, it wasn't like they were going to be particularly high, but I didn't expect it to be quite that bad. And I, and there was just, I was kind of just reeling from it. But even though I think as low as I felt and as desperate as I felt, there was that part of me that was like, okay, well, somebody's got to be in that one to 2%. So it might as well be me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, this is why I love you, Claire. Cause like, think about that. I mean, think about what it takes. I mean, first of all, you, you know, the thing I love about you is you innately had a sense of, I can do this because you didn't feel old. Yeah. Also knew for some time that, you know, I might have PCOS possibly. And I mean, well as a medical professional yourself, you know, you probably could kind of put some pieces together, but your body was speaking to you or your intuition was speaking to you. So you had a level of truth that was very different from what the outside world was telling you. Yeah. And you still said, "Okay, you know, I'm going to be one of the 1 to 2% that succeeds here."
1: Yeah, it just felt it was something that was so important and they told us how much it was going to cost and everything else and it was just like it, it was kind of a no-brainer to give it a go. You know, it was I'd rather what, what am I going to do the money's going to be sitting in the bank, but I have no child, so you know, it seemed the only thing to do was was to give it a go and I mean my partner he, he's he been amazing he was always very positive like you know it's going to work it's going to work and yeah I think I think kind of deep down I knew that it would work and it was almost then at that point it's kind of like I'm going to prove to the doctor you know that I can do this <laughs> so yeah and obviously And I thought, you know, and then we were also told, you know, because of your age, you kind of got one shot at this. And also knowing what I know now, you know, at that point, I probably would have gone, nah, I'll go somewhere else because you're not kind of really on on board with it. But, you know, at that time, that seemed like it was our only option. So we kind of stuck with it. And so, yes, I think it was November 21 that I started on your programme. And that came just at the right time because we started the IVF cycle January of 22. So, yeah, and I have to say, you know, the the program was, it's life changing. I know everybody comes on and says it's life changing, but it it really is. It just, it's not just your fertility journey. It's it's all aspects of your life. There were so many things, good things that happened that were, were completely unrelated to fertility real big changes that yeah you know like I've spoken to you before like with my business I can remember talking to you and you said how much do you want to earn and I said and I remember at the time saying the figure and thinking take years to achieve that and I did it in less than a year and <laughs> <laughs> nobody believes me
0: Claire when I tell them I'm like let's get serious yeah the most amazing things can happen in the next year if you're willing to be that woman
1: yeah yeah, yeah. So wow. we, anyway, we, we started, we started the cycle and um, so we went for the egg retrieval and, you know, to any woman who's listening, who's over 40, you know, this, this whole, it's a myth that your fertility drops off the cliff at 40. It's absolute nonsense. 18 eggs collected and I was 44 at this point. Okay. So 18 eggs collected yeah. at yeah. 44. Yeah. So we had 14 of those fertilized. They all made it to day five. So they then chose. I mean, some of them obviously weren't going to continue to grow, but they 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 chose the best three, and we decided to do the PGT testing. And we came back with one that was normal, one was abnormal, and one came back as no result. So we had we had one normal embryo, and and also they put, yeah, just one embryo. They put the one with no result, they, they that went on ice as well. So yeah, that was a little bit of a, a bit of a shock at the time because you know you thought, well, we've got fourteen of those, you know, we're kind of home and dry, and then it suddenly went down to, to one, to one normal one, and I just remember in my head think, you know, you've said all along, you only need one, you only need one, so, and obviously because we'd done the PGT testing, the embryos were were frozen, so we they said, you know, in a couple of months, you know, you'll come back and you'll you'll do the transfer, and I remember as the time was coming up, we we planned to go on holiday, to go on board. And I can remember my partner saying to me, well, you know, what about, you know, what if the clinic call and they want to do the transfer? And I said, well, you know, we booked this holiday. I said, well, we'll just wait till the next month. And I never, you know, it was kind of like, you know, just to kind of go, yeah, okay, we can wait another month. You know, the pressure had been at taken up. At 44, on. Claire. Yeah. You were
0: saying we can wait another month at 44. Can you, I mean, did you have a head
1: transplant?
0: Like, <laughs> <Quite> possibly. <laughs>
1: So anyway, we went and we, we, we had a holiday. We had a great time. And also the other thing we did kind of fairly recently, we kind of put together all this collage of tickets and photos and, you know, kind of sort of memories, places that we'd, we'd been. And we were kind of going through everything from that year. And we did more in that year than we'd ever done. Wow. So, yeah. It's like,
0: you know, what I love about what you're sharing Here is really demonstrating to the women listening that you can take a step back and you can start creating this bigger vision for your life that includes baby, but is not dominated by the fear, doubt, negativity, misery, and all of the things we get bombarded with on this journey. Because, I mean, with a 1 to 2% chance of succeeding and already 44 i mean like it would have been really easy for you to just crawl under a, a rock right when it came to the stream but you didn't your business was booming you decided to go on a holiday you decided you could take your time i mean this is incredible and and you stayed focused on the 1 to 2% chance that you could instead of the 98 to 99% chance that you couldn't
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah wow I mean yeah. so so let's talk about like what happened post holiday. so here you come back had a wonderful time on holiday you made this beautiful collage for this baby I mean I mean what an amazing thing you're going to be able to show them
1: yeah yeah this is what, what happened after about? that so yeah so we came back we contacted the clinic and interestingly. I always listen to your podcast every week. And I'd heard one of your other ladies talking about the ERA test. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, is, this was a while, this was before we'd even started the IVF. And I remember thinking, I've never heard of that. But that kind of sounds like it could be a really good thing to do. And I'd kind of gone away and researched it. We spoke to a consultant and she was like, have you heard of the ERA test? And I was like, yes, can we do that? And she was like, "Yep, that's absolutely fine. So obviously you'd, you kind of do another cycle. So again, it takes more time. But I had this real feeling because I knew, and I'm sure like all of your ladies on this journey, you kind of get to know your own body and your own cycle so well. And I knew they were kind of quite long. And I felt that they were possibly going to transfer too early because I know you're on all the drugs and everything to kind of, you know, get everything in sync. But I just still felt my body needed an extra day or two. So we did the test and it came back. Yeah, we needed to do the transfer a couple of days later so your body really speaks to you yeah yeah and Um, also just being able to kind of go to the doctor and say actually yeah we we do want to do this this feels like this is really the right thing to do because it would have been so easy to have been kind of like oh my god we've got this far let's just transfer and and it was like no let's let's do this test and again that was I think probably another sort of by the time you've done the whole cycle and everything it's a couple of months gone So we got, and the funny thing was, the results took ages to come back. We were told they'd be back within a couple of weeks. They took six weeks. So we'd again. I remember
0: that. I remember when that was happening, and we're like, "This is crazy. Why would it take this long?"
1: Yeah. So obviously, because they took so long, we'd missed another cycle, which was kind of it was frustrating. But also, I just thought, you know, this is out of my control. I don't know why the lab are taking so long. And also, I thought, you know, it's another. It's another month, just give my body a chance to recover from everything that's been done. So yeah, so we eventually we did the transfer in October of 22. And we'd actually planned to go away for a few days. So we're like, no, we'll still go and do that. And we'll just come back to the clinic, you know, kind of halfway along in our holiday. I think I'm not sure I've spoken to you about it before, but you you know, you always talk about things don't need to be, they don't need to be perfect, they don't need to be hundred percent. So on the morning of the transfer, we breakfast at a well-known fast food outlet so it wasn't like this super healthy breakfast or anything anyway off we went to do the transfer and there had been a bit of a miscommunication it said on my paperwork you need to wait in your car because it was still kind of they were still kind of working under covid restrictions and we'll call you so we sat there we waited and we waited and it got to the appointment time and there was nothing we went up to the door we couldn't find anybody we called yeah, it's kind of like now sort of getting half an hour past the appointment time. They, they finally called and they're like, where are you? And we're like, well, where are you? So we, could, we got taken in. And of course, you know, you're kind of really flustered because, you know, you're like, this is not what, how I wanted it to be. I wanted to be really calm and relaxed. So they, they were pretty good. They were like, look, just take five minutes, just kind of relax. And the, the, the doctor that did the procedure was absolutely, she was great. So kind of had to get grounded quite quickly. So they did the transfer and and off we went. It's a bit of a surreal experience but so we carried on with our holiday. We went out that evening, we went to the theatre and I just thought you know I'm just going to keep, we're just going to keep doing what we do. We're not going to do anything different and yeah so we waited the 10, 11 days whatever it was and I have to say that I mean it, it was the longest 10 or 11 days and I was convinced my period was coming. I'd got all the cramps, I'd got everything and i'm like oh this isn't good this isn't good and i finally broke and i did the test about 24 hours early i just thought i just need to know and and it was positive which is just incredible absolutely incredible
0: you know claire like i love that you took the time and had the generosity of heart and spirit to say That things didn't have to be perfect. Yeah, it's so massive because to the women listening, like it's like sometimes we get into this place where we get superstitious, we get really controlling and worried. You know, it's funny one of uh one of the other women that was in the program almost around the time you were. You may remember her because her podcast is going to come out a little bit before yours. She saw a black cat. Run by and like you know all the insane superstition. Oh, this must mean it's not going to work. You know, it's we go back to like when we're in fear, we we go back to that place. But I I love how you're just sharing like yeah, it wasn't perfect. We had a fast food breakfast and it was probably freaking delicious. And then you went to this crazy appointment where like nobody knew where you were. Confusion, yeah. but you at least had the presence of mind. To say, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm here, you know, and comfortable, relaxed. And then just went about your business? And when about having this incredible getaway with your partner? And you got pregnant.
1: Yeah.
0: With your one embryo. Yeah. With your 1% to 2% chance of this working with PCOS and endo at 44
1: yeah, well, yeah. I'm done now. I'm now 45. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, wow. How does it feel, Claire, to be on the other side of this? I mean, well, how many weeks pregnant are you now? 37 today. 37. Oh, that little one. You're going to be seeing that little one soon. But like, so tell us, like, what is it like to be on the other side of this? What did you learn about yourself? Like, what's the thing that you're taking away from this? that you learned about yourself in this whole process?
1: I think there were so many things, but I think certainly for me, kind of the main thing was asking for what, what I wanted, you know, whether that was from my partner, my friends, the doctor, and having that conviction when, you know, something feels right to go for, if it doesn't feel right to say, hang on, that's, that's not for me. One of the things I've found, because, you know, obviously when you're trying to get pregnant, you know getting pregnant is is you kind of feel that that's the end goal and it is to a certain extent but obviously then there's a whole new journey you know to to getting this this baby here um and one of the things that I've I've really found that that having done the program with you has really helped is because being that little bit older you know the doctors the medical care you know is all very much centered around how old you are and we want to do this and we want to do that, and one of the things that, that did happen was that the placenta was kind of low lying and they were talking well we want to do a c section at 36 weeks and what we're going to do is we're going to put you on steroids for a couple of weeks beforehand and i just went no no you're not you're not doing that that doesn't feel right to me mama let's, bear mama bears in the house let's just wait a little bit longer can we wait a couple of weeks and have another scan and they were like they kind of reluctantly agreed to it and yeah we had the scan in a couple of weeks and the placentas moved. And even if it hadn't, it was just like, no, let's just let this baby, you know, cook for a little bit longer and let nature take its course. So that's, I, I think, yeah, certainly now we're kind of sort of leading up to birth and things, you know, being a, being very sure about what you want, and about what's right for me and what's right for my baby is really important. And it's very easy, you know, like you say, the people in the white coats to be, to kind of just go along with it, because we think that they know best. And I'm not saying that they're concern doesn't come from a good place, but it's also, you have to do what's, what's right for you as well. And I think, you know, now, you know, even if they roll their eyes at me and the rest of it, it's kind of like, no, that's, I'm, I'm going to do what's right for me. And I yeah. think that's kind of one of the biggest, biggest takeaways from it.
0: Yeah. And it's very difficult to explain this to women when they're in fear, but hopefully in the context of what you're sharing about your experience, you cannot underestimate the power of your own intuition and your own knowing and your own connection to this baby, right? Like you're hundred percent right. Like chances are they're coming from a good place and that's wonderful. But you, this is your body. This is your baby. Nobody knows better than you, right? Like you've had this connection with this child for 37 weeks. And not only that, you know, your own body, you've gotten to know your cycle with a level of intimacy that most people never get to know their body, right? As women who have lived this journey, we know stuff about ourselves that we never thought we would know, right? Yeah. And I love that you're sharing that because it's such a powerful message, you know, and, and I hope that everyone listening will remember one embryo, one yeah, to I 2% agree. chance 44 you took the time. You didn't take their fear on board. It's like, I want to scream their fear is not your fear, Claire, right? Like you didn't feel that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think kind of leading on from that is, you know, just developing that belief in yourself that you, you can do this. Like you say, despite what everybody else is saying, you know, you can do it. And it, it took, it's not something that happens overnight, you know, and for me I think you know I finished your course I think it was the the January of 22 and it really took me probably another six months after that to really you know and kind of just doing the work every day really working on your mindset to get to a point where I knew this was going to work and I didn't necessarily mean that it was going to work with this this transfer but you know, I knew that if it didn't work, yeah, that would be disappointing, that would be sad, but i pick myself up again, and we'd find another clinic, and we'd go again, and it's, you just get that level of, of resilience, and like you say, it's not to say that you're not, you're not going to be disappointed, you're not going to be sad, because sometimes things just don't work out, but also knowing kind of in your heart that, you know, you can keep going, that this is meant for you, and, you know, Regardless of what the journey throws at you on the way, you will find a way to do it. Um, you know, all of your ladies approve that. You know, there is always no. a way.
0: I mean, a hundred percent, Claire. And 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 look, you had made an internal decision to be successful. And women hear me say this all the time. Nobody wants to believe me, but you know, until you're until you're living it, until you see it enough times, you're like, oh, okay, there's something to this. But you started November 2021. Yeah. Yeah. But I know by October, yeah. 2022, yeah. you were pregnant. Yeah. So within that's roughly, time. yeah. It, it's like you, but that's not me. That's you. It's yeah. who you became. It's, it's, it's who you decided to be. You decided to not focus on the statistics. You decided to not feel old. You decided to not take on their fear. You decided to trust your instincts with the ERA test and you know your own knowledge of your body you decided when you know you were pregnant that you're going to live your life you're going to continue to live your life you also decided that you weren't going to allow them to force you to do a C-section at 36 weeks you want this baby to keep cooking and look at you now in your baby's nursery in a guns and roses t-shirt like gorgeous mane of hair like I mean could you be living a better life like it, it's amazing and on top of that you grew your practice like what's going on
1: yeah 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 there, yeah there was so many changes and not then that's why it's life-changing because it's not it's not just your fertility journey it's not just getting pregnant it's it's everything else that comes along with it you know kind of improved finances improved relationships and just getting that bit of fun and bit of joy back in your life because that this journey it can just suck it out of you so easily if you're not careful and you know whilst whilst the IVF process you know it's it it can be difficult I didn't feel you know I kind of really made a conscious decision when going into it you know I'm not going to let this get on top of me I'm going to enjoy this yeah I'm having to jab myself every day but you know hey ho it's not a, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to let this get me down. And, you know, there there was some days were harder than others. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, it is possible to go through this journey, however you're doing it and still have that fun, still have that that joy in your life. And and we, you know, we need that. That's really important.
0: Well, and and I think you're raising another incredible point is that having a strong mindset doesn't mean that you have no feelings. It doesn't mean that you're in this bizarre state of, of constant positivity. I mean, cause positivity is not enough. No. You really got to a place of belief and to have that resilience to say, okay, yeah, I might get punched in the face a couple of times, but you know what? I can take a punch and I'm ready for this because this dream really matters to me. I mean, that's, that's massive. Well, I'm so grateful to you, Claire, for not only inviting me into your life in the way that you did, because it is an honor. I mean, you always hear me. I mean, you listen to the podcast, so you know how I feel about you. You know how I feel about every woman that I get to work with, because it's, it's experiences like yours, where a woman finds herself again, finds her power but also finds within her the ability to create the foundation for the family that she desires. Because think about it, when this baby's born, you and your partner are on the same page, you know where you're headed, you know, you feel confident in your work, you feel confident in your decision-making, you feel confident in your body. Like that's the, the, that is the foundation of a very well-lived life. Yeah. And and think about what you're going to be able to teach them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it just takes everything to a whole new level, you know, and definitely my confidence has increased massively. It's like, you know, I can do this. I can do anything. You know, we're looking at like, you know, trying to build a new house now, you know, and things, you know, it's like, well, well why not? Everything else is, is going to be easy after this, you know? Yeah. you Yeah. You know, you, yeah. <laughs>
0: You manifested a life, yeah, Claire. So yeah. everything else is a piece of cake, right? Yeah, you know, like it, it's just kind of, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Claire, for sharing your experience, sharing what's true for you on this journey. And I know that you are going to be changing so many lives with, you know, just what you shared here and getting women fired up, getting them inspired. Was there anything else that you wanted to share? Because this story is about you. So
1: yeah, there is one more thing. First of all, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Roseanne, because yeah, it has been it has been transformative. Yeah, nothing less than that. And yeah, for all the work that you do, yeah, it means so much. And secondly, you know, I've I still listen to your podcast every week and I, I remember, you know, regularly listening to it and even sort of in the darkest days listening to it. And what I would say to anyone else who's listening is if I can do it. Then you can do it. I don't have any superpowers. You know, it is a lot of it's just hard work and grit and determination and just keep going. You know, if like you say, that desire's in your heart, you know, you just keep going and you find a way. So yeah, and just yeah, never give up on it.
0: That's beautiful, Claire. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And I cannot wait for the ladies listening to just gobble this up.
1: Thank you, Roseanne. Thank you so much.
0: Ladies, 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 didn't you just love that conversation with Claire? Endo, PCOS, 1% to 2% chance, advanced maternal age, this woman beat them all. And it all came down to the person that she was being. She had a choice. She could curl up into a ball and be totally thrown off by what all the statistics said, or she could lean into the dream and say, fuck yeah. And Claire is holding her baby girl today because of what she chose to believe. So here's the thing. You have a choice. You can choose to be a statistic or beat them. And if you want to beat them, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months, like Claire did, and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind, and body. So you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. I work with women who are committed to success. No excuses, baby. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset